Welcome back to Conspiracy Club. The experience. I'm Tom. And I'm Amir. Well, it's nice to meet you, Amir. Thank you. Ready to experience this episode? Yeah, I'm ready to talk about this experience that we all went through. What's the topic for today? So, like how I said that we were going to do the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum heist. Yes. I lied. No, I didn't. <laughs> I was no. going to say, you actually followed through yeah, on it? Yeah, no, I followed through. This, we're ah, going to do us. that. Yep. This is twice. The second time I followed through now. And guess what? Yep. Next week, we're going to follow through that D.B. Cooper stuff as well. Oh, yeah. 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 We're definitely going to do that. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. But this week, we're is doing another... Dog in here? That's a monster. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so let's... I mean, you want to? You want me to get into it? Or? I'm ready whenever you are. All right. I know you are. So let's give a quick backstory. On March 18th... Uh, <laughs> it's also worth pointing out that you said you hit your head and so yeah so i hit my head on the ice uh like three days ago so we're paying attention for signs of brain damage uh, yeah con- more so than normal of concussion tell me true <laughs> tell me true what will smith and concussion oh okay That's my f- i've never seen the movie but i've seen that <laughs> scene all the time but all right so on march 18th 1990 13 works of art valued at a combined total of $500 million was stolen from the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in Boston. Damn, that's $500 million? Yeah, that's a lot. In the early hours, guards admitted to seeing two men posted as police officers referring to a disturbance call. Okay. Once inside, the thieves tied up to all the guards and then started stealing shit. So let's, let's get into it. Let's get into the, 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 the shits. <laughs> the shits as the people say I think just you said that Yeah No a lot of people say it So uh, around midnight on Sunday morning March 18th A red Dodge Daytona pulled up near the side entrance Of the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum Along Palace Road Two men with fake police uniforms Were waiting for at least an hour in the car Possibly trying to avoid being noticed By someone leaving a St. Patrick's Day party nearby Later, at around 1 a.m., security guard Richard Abath returned to the front desk after patrolling the museum to switch positions with a fellow guard, the only other person in the building at this time. Abath opened and quickly shut the polished road door, claiming he was trained to do this to ensure the door was locked. He claimed security alarm... He came... (laughs) (laughs) He did? Yikes. He came at some point this night. He had to clear his mind for this heist. (laughs) (laughs) He claimed security logs from the other night, which showed that he had done this many times before. Like, so this is like, so the thing was, everyone was like, this never happened. You're lying. Fuck. You never did this before. Because, like, the whole thing is they thought he was a part of it. Okay. And you'll see why, because there's a lot of moments where you're like, all right, Mm-hmm. So the FBI seized the logs, but did not com- comment on the issue about that. So at 1.24 a.m., one of the two men outside pushed a buzzer near the door and told Abath that they were the police who heard of a disturbance in the courtyard and requested to be let inside. Abath knew that he should not let uninvited guests inside, but he was unsure on whether the rule applied to the police officers. So he's like, I don't know, like, I usually wouldn't let people in, but these are cops. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'll let them in. 
and then he could see the men and believe them to be police officers based on their uniforms. And these are the fake, the, the people oh, yeah. dressed as... Yeah, yeah, yeah they're not, these aren't cops. So with his partner on patrol, Abeth decided to buzz him in. When the intruders arrived at the main security desk, one of them told Abeth that he looked familiar and there was a default warrant out for his arrest. Oh, really? Wow. <laughs> you were like, hold on, pal. Hold on. Hold on, pal. Because this is Boston. This is, wait, hold on, dude. This is a load of baloney, dude. Okay, you look so familiar. I want, going back to that, uh, <laughs> that when you said suffering succotash, were you, were you referencing the Lenny Tunes? Yeah. I, I didn't catch it. And then I watched Space Jam. <laughs> I watched Space Jam and I was like, and I was like, oh, that's what that's what Sylvester says. <laughs> the fact that you watched Space Jam after that makes me nervous. Why? Because you really had to get that Lola Bunny off, <laughs> did you? You're really? like, damn, now that I think about it, shit. <laughs> she was thick in that movie. I don't think she was. Yeah, you do. Uh, so they're like, hold on, pal. You're under arrest. You look familiar. And he was white, so it was crazy. <laughs> so... Wait, who's getting arrested here? The guy who buzzes him in. So the guy who's running security. Oh, that. Yeah. Okay. He gets arrested. He's like, like, wait, so he didn't actually have a warrant out for his arrest. No. They just said that. They just looked at him and was like, you look familiar. You're under arrest. Wow. <laughs> so um, Abeth stepped out from behind his desk where the only alarm button was to alert the police that was, you know, in the building. Mm-hmm. And he was quickly asked for his ID ordered to face the wall, and then handcuffed. Abaf believed the arrest was a misunderstanding until he realized he hadn't been frisked before being cuffed. And one officer's mustache was made of wax. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin, was it him? <laughs> He's like, hey, yeah, see? You're under arrest, see? He twirled it like yeah. that, too. <laughs> You're under arrest. The second security guard arrived minutes later and was also handcuffed. After which, he asked intruders why was he being arrested. The thieves explained they were not being arrested, but this was a robbery. And proceeded to take the guards wow, to the museum. Wow, they just caved immediately. Yeah, they were like, look, dude, I'm going to be honest with you. We, we rehearsed this outside, but you asked too many questions. I thought you were just going to go with it. So, this is a robbery, dude. Wow. <laughs> so, he's I like... I see what you're saying when you said nothing should have worked out. Yeah. Somehow it did. Oh, yeah, none of this should have worked. And proceeded to take the guards to the museum basement. They handcuffed the guards to the pipes and wrapped duct tapes around their hands and heads. Why do they put it on their head? Oh, their mouths and their feet. Since the museum was equipped with motion detectors, the thieves' movements throughout the museum were recorded. After tying up the uh, guards, the thieves went upstairs to the Dutch's room. As one of them approached Rembrandt's self-portrait, a local alarm sounded, which they immediately smashed. They pulled the painting off the wall and attempted to take the wooden panel out, out of its heavy flame. Really? Yeah, they were going for the they were going for the gusto at this point. Unsuccessful at the attempt, they left the painting on the floor and they cut out rib plane. <laughs> they cut out his uh, his picture, Rembrandt's "The Storm on the Sea of Galilee." They out cut of the it out. Yes, oh out of the frame, God. as well as a lady and the gentleman in the black. They also removed Vermeer's The Concert and Govant Flalique. These are some wild names. Yeah. Landscape with obelisk from their frames. So they cut all those out too. Additionally, they also took a Chinese bronze goo from the Shang uh, dynasty. Elsewhere in the museum, they stole five Degas uh, drawings and an eagle 
finale or whatever the crap. So <laughs> they're so wild, these names. Like, just call it paintings or some shit or just something. Art's wild. Uh, so the eagle sat at the top of the Napoleon flag, which they attempted to unscrew from the wall, but failed. Wow, they, so they just were unprepared entirely. Yeah, they just were like, shit. I got, can't get it off. Might yep. as well cut it out. And then Can't when, unscrew it? All right, we're leaving that one. They're like, well, fuck it. I mean, you got to think they're like, they didn't, I mean, to be honest with you, they probably didn't think they were going to make it this far. Do you think so? I don't Or were they like so. that dumb and confident? They're like, we're easily getting in there. I think everyone's incompetent in this. That's fair. So Manetsch's Tortoni was also stolen from its location in the blue room. Motion detectors, uh, detector records show that the only footsteps directed, I mean, detected in the blue room that night were at 12.27 and again at 12.53 a.m. These times matched to when ABAF said that he passed through on patrol. The frame for the painting was found on the security chief Lyle W. Grindle's chair near the front desk. The thieves made two trips to their car with their artwork during the theft. So they're like, all right, we're almost done. This lasted 81 minutes. Before leaving, the visit they visited the guards once more, telling them, you'll be hearing from us in about a year. Although really? They were, yep. Wow. Although they were never heard from again. Oh, okay. The guards remained handcuffed until the police arrived at 8.15 a.m. later that morning. So why did the police show up? Because there was a robbery. Yeah, but if they oh did they were they if their hands were cuffed and they were all tied up, how were they able to like? I guess and like the people showed up for like the next shift the next day. Oh, and then they okay. were like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then it was like, "Hey, cops!" All right, that makes sense. I'll buy that. So it was getting to some of the artwork. So all together, there was thirteen pieces stolen at the uh, museum. That they were estimated at five hundred million. Making the robbery the large, the largest recorded private property theft in history. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Empty frames remain hanging in the museum, both in homage to the missing works and as place uh, holders for their potential return. One of the, yeah, I'm sure they're gonna come back. Yeah, well, you know, one of the paintings, the concert was Gardner's first major acquisition and one of only 34 uh, known Vermeer works in the world. It is thought to be the most valuable unrecovered stolen painting with a value estimated at over $200 million. Damn. Another painting, The Storm on the Sea of Galilee, is Rembrandt, Rembrandt's only known seascape. The bronze eagle was taken from the top of the Napoleon flag, possibly appearing like gold to the thieves. The <laughs> museum is offering a $100,000 reward for that piece alone. Really? Just yep. that flag piece? Just for that flag piece. So it's getting to the... Uh, investigation. So the FBI comes in, cause as they do, because it's five hundred million. They're like, "Whoa, that's a little bit more than grand larceny." Like, hey, hey, hold on, hey, pal, that's a lot of money. So you know how when you, you steal something, there's like, I've never stolen something. Well, I'm saying like the law. <laughs> the law is like you steal a certain amount of like a certain yeah. value, and then it becomes grand larceny. Yeah, is it at a certain point? Is it like it's not grand larceny? It's, it's like extreme larceny or something like that. Or is it just so. like $20,000 and up? Could be a million. We don't care. Could yeah. be 500 million. It's still grand larceny. I just was like. Like, could they be jailed for the same amount Like if, as if they just had stolen like. It, like it, it, your time jumps for how much it's taken. That's fair. Yeah. Plus, there's it's a robbery and they handcuffed people and tied them up and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So there's more and breaking in. 
you know. So the Federal Bureau of Investigation takes over the case on the grounds that the artwork would likely cross state lines. They have conducted hundreds of interviews with probes stretching across the world involving Scotland Yard, Japanese and French authorities, private investigators, museum di- uh, directors, and art dealers. The FBI believes that these were members of the a crime organization based in the Mid-Atlantic in New England, and that the stolen paintings were moved through Connecticut and the Philadelphia area. Rocky has some of them now. Oh, really? He's like, hey, Adrian, you see this Rembrandt? I stole it. I mean... I, I mean, he's dumb that. enough, yeah, so I'll I believe didn't say it. that. Hey, I just, you know, I punched the meat. Punched the what? Have you ever seen Rocky? <laughs> no. <sighs> I'm sorry, everybody. Jesus. Well. Honestly, I don't know what... It, Austin like, would be especially disappointed. Yeah, he would. Let's get back to this experience. So... <laughs> Uh, they were moved through, they think that the stolen paintings were moved through Connecticut and the Philadelphia area following the theft. Some of the art may have been offered for sale in the Philadelphia in the early 2000s, including the storm on, I mean, the storm on the Sea of the Galilee. However, their knowledge of what happened to the works after the attempted sale is limited. The FBI stated it believed it knew the identity of the thieves in 2013, but in 2015 announced that they were now deceased. They have declined to identify those individuals. So do they think that those were the two? Or are they just saying these are like suspects and now they're dead, so we'll never really know? Yeah. These were the suspects. They're dead now. Did they say how they died? No, I guess they didn't identify yeah, them. No. So. These are who they think. This is the sketches. Okay. Yep. Those aren't great. No, nope, not at all. Funny. So there was no single motive or pattern that had emerged through the thousands of pages of evidence gathered. You all good? Yeah. The selections of the works <laughs> puzzled the experts, specifically since more valuable artworks were in there. Like, there were more valuable shit in the, like, gallery. Wait, so what was the beginning part? Do you think they, they sought those ones out specifically? or they just No, the they were they like, there get? was no motive. Like, there was no motive at all. They just went in there and just started grabbing shit. That's like, they were like, because there was no, there were more valuable shit. Like, uh, the FBI's lead agent assigned to the case Jeffrey J. Kelly finds it difficult to understand why this assortment of items were stolen, despite the thieves being in the museum for their, for enough time to take whatever they wished. On their way to the uh, Eagle, the thieves pass uh, by two Raphaels and a Pacelli painting, Titans, the, wow, the Rape of Europa, which is one of the museum's most well-known and valuable pieces, was not stolen. And then due to the brutish ways that the criminals handled the robbery, cutting the paintings from their frames and smashing. That's crazy. That's the craziest part to me because then, like, they have to know that it has decreased the value. Yeah, no, They're like, yeah. fuck it. I They're don't like, even care. Fuck that, Mike. What if they just went through and just destroyed all of them? They didn't even care. <laughs> just went to and burn them. What yeah. if they were super liberal? What? What if they're like, this is, this is us taking down the man because the man painted this, you know? So they're like, you know what? Interesting. This is theory. we're going to take it. I'm going to give it back to the poor. What if there's like a homeless man with a Rembrandt painting? So my thought, based on what you've said so far, is that uh, they're just dumb. And they're like, they don't realize probably how hard it's going to be to move paintings. And then also that they're significantly decreasing their value. 
by cutting well, them. Okay, they can't be that dumb because they had to know that the paintings were something, you know. Yeah. I just think they didn't know. I okay, I'll get to what I think later on. So due to the brutish ways the criminals handled the robbery, cutting the paintings from their frames and smashing the frames for two Degas uh, sketches. And investigators believe that these were amateur criminals, not experts commissioned to steal particular words. Some investigators believe the works were destroyed and explain why they have not reappeared. Theories on the th- would, uh, why, why would they destroy them? That's what I'm saying. Like, just to do it. Theories on the th- uh, theft include that it was organized by the Irish Republican Army. Oh, I guess it is in the 90s. Yeah. In order to raise money or bargain for the release of imprisoned comrades. Another theory states that Whitey Bulger was a ringleader of the theft at the time of the heist. He was Boston's top crime boss and an FBI informant. The museum's first offer for a reward was at $1 million, but then later it was increased to $5 million in 1997. The reward, the rewards for information that leads directly to the recovery of all of their items in good condition, which remains on offer more than a quarter century later. In May 2017, the bounty was doubled to $10 million with an expiration date set for midnight on December 31st of that year. I feel like that's fair. Like, it's $500 million worth of stuff, and they're like, a mill. It's like... No, I'll keep it then. Mm-hmm. The reward was extended into 2018 following an outpouring of tips from the public. From the public, federal authorities have stated that they will not charge anyone who voluntarily turns into artwork. Really, really. If someone just walked in, and was like, "Here's the artwork. I stole it. I stole it. Here it is." They're just gonna be like, "All right, dude." All right, dude. That's fine. But anyone caught knowingly in possession of the items could be prosecuted. They would be. Not even could be. Would be. The thieves cannot face charges because of the five-year statute of limitations have expired. So they're good, actually. I turned them for the money. At that point, if you can't get in trouble for it, like, and, like and you had, assuming you haven't sold it, I guess yeah, you might. Like, what if that was their? They, what if that was their game? I guess they haven't turned it in. Yeah. But what if that? That'd be an interestingly smart like move. They're like, we're gonna steal it. Wait till the statute of limitation wears off, and then turn it in for the money. I found this in a trash can. And then you don't have to worry about trying to sell it on the black market or whatever. You can just get all the money for it. The rents you get ten million dollars. All right. So this is gonna. I'm gonna tell you something that might turn you on. Oh. So in 2010, the FBI announced that some evidence from the original crime scene had been sent to the FBI's laboratory in uh, Virginia for retesting with the hope of finding new DNA evidence to identify the culprits of the theft. In June 2017, the Boston Globe reported that some of the crime scene evidence collected by the FBI was missing. Really? Yep. Even at the exhausted search, they were unable to locate handcuffs and duct tape used to immobilize the museum's two security guards. That could have contained traces of the thieves' DNA material. That's crazy. Maybe they're inside men. Inside, it was an inside job. It feels like with all these wacky stories, the police always just somehow fuck it up. Like, it's like, we have some DNA, but somehow, like, Jim from, you know, you know rep- Repose, you know, just, go, pissed on it. Go back something. to our first episode of The Summerton Man, where they just, like, kept on losing stuff. Well, they got bored, though, and they started making shit, too. Like, that's that's fair. Like, this is Boston. There's a lot of shit going on in Boston, you know? This is big. Roddy Bulger's around. He just got caught not too long ago. R.I.P. Um, so here's some leads. In 1994, the museum director, Anne Harley... Received a letter that promised a return of the pieces for $2.6 million. 
If interested, the museum had to get the Boston Globe to publish a coded message in the business story. The message was published, but nothing further was heard once law enforcement got involved. Late 1990-1997, Boston Herald reporter Tom Mashburn was driven to a warehouse in Red Hook, Brooklyn by William Youngsworth, a career criminal and associate of New England art thief Miles Connor Jr., to see what he purported to be the Storm of the Sea of Galilee. Mashburn had been investigating the theft and was briefly allowed to view the painting with a flashlight. He was given a vial of paint chips for authenticity. These were later confirmed by experts to be fragments of Dutch 17th century origin, but not from the stolen painting. Okay. It was never concretely determined to be real or fake, and the FBI quit dealing with Youngsworth after not making any progress. The painting has since disappeared. Uh, they searched a field in December 2015 without a result. And on August 6, 2015, the FBI released a video from the night before the theft thought to possibly show a dry run of the robbery. So they're still like actively mm-hmm. investigating it. Yeah. I guess it is half a billion dollars. That's Yeah. Two men appear on the tape. One was initially unidentified, while the other one has been confirmed as Richard Abad. So one of them has been. Oh, you mean, okay. So this is from the, the inside the museum. No, this is from outside. So, they think that this is a dry run of the uh, theft. And one of them was Abath, mm-hmm. the security guard that yep. was... Oh. A security guard on duty the night of the heist. The video appears to show Abath buzzing the man into the museum twice within a few minutes. The man stayed for about three minutes in the lobby, then returned to a car and drove off. The New York Times points out that the recording draws new attention to Abath as a potential collaborator. Interesting. Is he alive still? However, the guards had previously been interviewed and deemed too unimaginative. That's, to I guess that's the way to pull up a crime, pretend heist. like you're dumb. Yep, which is not to say they could not have been collaborators. According to the WBUR podcast last seen, this surveillance footage is a red herring. The person ABF let in that night was his boss, the Gardner Museum Dep- uh, Deputy Director of Security. Although this was apparently against... Security protocol, no one was to be admitted after hours. The other security guard present that night only referred to as Randy, claimed that they were never instructed to not let anyone in at all in after hours, which is the reason why he and Abath opened the door for two men dressed as police officers the following evening. So Abath's like, they never told me they can't let anyone in after hours. They just said that we shouldn't. I mean, they didn't say it. So I just let him in, bro. God. Let me fight, bro. But uh so What if it was the boss? The 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 what his boss. What if he was in? So let me fight. Well, like he's not the thief, he's their feel, boss. I feel like Abaf would have noticed. He would be like, hey, you sound familiar, bro. Yeah, what if they work together? That's true. That's true. In December 2015, FBI agents searched East Boston's Downs horsing um, horse racing track. Acting on a tip consistent with rumors among some so far down employees in 1990 that the stolen art was there. Stables part of the grandstand closed since the 1990s and two states which had been drilled open were searched without result. So they didn't find shit. So this is some of the suspects that they think were involved in it. So uh, they thought it was Boston gangster Bobby Donati. Another gangster. Yeah, he may have been involved in the heist. New England art thief Miles Junior O'Connor. I mean Miles Connor O'Junior. <laughs> ah, 
Miles J. Connor Jr. You know what's kind of interesting? Um, before you continue with the rest of those, is that like, so think about it. They stole five hundred million dollars essentially, mm-hmm. and the, who was there? Two security guards. Yep. Who were like not even? I mean, they're trained, I guess, but they're not like Allegedly. police officers. Yeah. And they're dumb. Yep. But we know from the record, yep. like. You couldn't walk into a bank and steal five hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. But you could walk into uh, an art, art gallery, yep. or, um, yeah, that's significantly less security, mm-hmm. and then take way more than you get from a that bank. Has some of the most expensive arts of all time. Yeah, that's it's an interesting plan. I, I guarantee that this is probably one of the things that's caused like security to change for these kind of um, oh definitely things. But that's still at the time definitely. that's interesting. I wanted to call him O'Connor because it's Boston. Yeah, I get that. So badly. Miles J. J- okay, Miles J. Connor Jr. This that's those two J's in there. It's throwing me off. In prison. Uh so they were in they think he was in prison at the time of the robbery and has stated that he and associate Bobby Donati I had the museum in the nineteen eighties and uh Bobby oversaw the operation. Shortly before the robbery, Donati was seen at a nightclub with a sack of police officers. <laughs> Donati worked under uh Boston crime boss. Vincent Ferrara and visited him in prison in the early 1990s when Ferrara asked about the robbery Donati said he buried the stuff and would find a way to negotiate his release Donati was murdered in 1991 as a result of the ongoing game wars really okay well I guess guess we'll never know yeah we'll never know Donati was a part of it Uh, Hartford uh, Connecticut gangster Robert Bobby the Cook Gentile had been dis, uh, he had been suggested on multiple occasions as knowing the location of the Gardner Works. In May 2012, FBI agents searched his home in Manchester, Connecticut. They did not find any of the stolen works, despite searching his preferred hiding spot beneath a false floor with the help of his son. However, in the basement, they found a sheet of paper listing what each put, which each stolen piece might draw on the black market. Oh. So in January 2016, the police contrived gun charges against him to force him to reveal the location of the missing works. During a hearing, a federal prosecutor revealed significant evidence tying uh, him. To, and Who his, is this again? This is uh, uh, Robert or Robert Bobby the Cook Gentile. I'll just call him Bobby the Cook. Okay. Yep. Um, so they try to put gun charges against him to get him to be like, yo, where the fuck is this, Bobby? Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not cooking this one. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I don't, I, I, I wonder where they come up with these names. He probably cooked someone one time. Uh, so uh, a federal prosecutor review, revealed significant evidence tying him to the crime. And the prosecutor stated that Bobby and my partner, Robert, there's so many Roberts. Yeah. Groritente or some shit. Attempted to use the return of two stolen pieces to reduce a prison sentence for one of the associates. So, uh, Garente's wife told investigators in early 2015 that her husband wished he once had possession of some of the art and gave two paintings to Bobby the Cook before he died of cancer in 2004. Also in federal prison during 2013 and 2014, uh, Gentile told at least three people he had knowledge of the stolen art. In 2015, Gentile submitted to a lie detector test, denying advanced knowledge of the heist or ever possessing any uh, paintings. The result showed a 0.1% chance that he was truthful. I was going to say, also, lie detector tests are like, they're not, they don't yeah. hold up yeah. in court or anything not like that. Not at all. 
So we can point at it and go, look at that. But like, there's, it's it's not like, but he's like solid, 100%. So. It doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but according to Gentile's lawyers, federal agents are convinced that Gentile has a stolen works. His home was searched again by the FBI on May 2nd, 2016, even though his lawyer insists that if Gentile had stolen the artwork or knowledge of its whereabouts, he would have turned it in for the reward money a long time ago. Yeah, what's weird to me is that he would just steal it to have it. Yeah. Like, what? Why? I'm getting that smooth why would you not, mil. Yeah, I was going to say, so why would you not steal it to then turn it in for the reward money or steal it to sell it? He's just like, I just want these paintings. And if that's the case, if he just wants them, why did he like fucking cut? Why did yeah. he have them like cut out? This seems like if he is like, I care about this art deeply and I want it in my home. Why is he like fucking cut it out of there? I don't care. Damage it. Do whatever the fucking want. That's about, that. That's weird to me. Yeah. So on September 5th, he was sentenced. I mean, he was scheduled to be sentenced for a separate weapons charge in Connecticut. And this is 2017. And then when the museum raised his bounty in 1997, Miles J. Connor Jr. said he could locate the missing artwork in exchange for legal immunity. Authorities rejected his offer. Connor now believes that the Gardner works have passed into other unknown hands. I was probably told, but I don't remember. He said blaming a heart attack that affected his memory. Louis Royce, another Boston area gangster, claims he still owed 15% for uh, devising the plan for two fake policemen to request access to museum and art. I mean, at night. So this has been, like, you know, covered in several things, too. Like, you know, like, movies. There's a Simpson episode. That was the one thing I found interesting about that. Oh, really? Called American History Excellent. It's about this. But, yeah. They've had, you know, Drunk History episode. All the cool shit. But, yeah. That's what happened. I was going to say, it sounded like a movie that I'd seen. Um, which was where I was trying to look up. A movie called The Maiden Heist, but it's different. The Maiden Heist is about... Is an actual inside job about security guards. Yeah. It's got Morgan Freeman in it, though. Yeah. Christopher Walken and William H. Macy. It's not bad. Hey. But it's yeah. also like they're kind of like dumb and they just want the paintings to have them because they're like security guards there. But yeah. That's interesting that. What, what's interesting to me about the, the. They're like, we want to know about this so bad. The fact they've been searching for it for, you know, 20, I feel like 29 intensi- years now. I think it's intensified actually in like since 2015. And then this, this guy, Connor, is like, all right, if you don't prosecute me, I will tell you where they are. And they're like, no. Like, wouldn't you want to be like, okay, just tell us something. Okay, in Boston, the one thing they don't like more than uh, arresting black people is uh, arresting, um, giving mobsters political immunity. Or not political, but legal immunity. Because they're like, we're going to catch this some bitch. And once we catch you, then... Then you're gonna tell us you fucking rat. But I also feel like the the longer you wait, the just the oh, the gone. chance to just yeah, they're dwindling. never gonna get that art back. They're never gonna get that art back. I think it's either destroyed at some point or like somebody is looking at it right now, like <laughs> listening to this show, like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was, while he's sipping a brandy. I just want to know if if they sold it, how much they got for it, because it's got to be in a private collection somewhere. I think. See, my thing is, I feel like they should notice if a big amount of money that much was, like, yeah, sold. Because I feel like you're not going to buy that. Like, you're not going to sell that for, like, you know, like a million dollars. I mean, maybe you would. No. If it costs $200 million, I'm selling it for one fifty. Yeah. At least but I got to like, make some money on it. better than nothing. I got to make something on it. I spent all that time cutting that shit out. <laughs> yeah. I want at least one fifty. 
Maybe because I cut it out, I'd drop it down to 100 million. That's kind of you. Yeah. But still, I want that money. I'm not going to just give it up. I think they'll never find it. It's intensifying. They're really trying hard now. So it's kind of like, why is Boston? Like, what else do you guys have going on? There's mother, There's other important things that you guys can do. Like, then search for this art. But also, like, the amount of, like, probably, you know, people that can afford to buy, like, paintings like that and don't care that they have to buy them illegally. Like, it's a good chance it's just, like, in someone's house somewhere. Chilling. And they're like, whatever, it's mine now. And I don't really care. And it's never going to come out ever because it's in their house. Yes. And why would you suspect them? Why would you have to go in and look or anything like that? Yes. And also probably the amount of people that would even be in their house, if it, assuming it's in like something like that, that would recognize, they're like, isn't that that painting that got stolen 30 years ago? And he'd be like, like do you want to get stolen no, today? Or you say, no, that's not. That's a recreation. And they're like, okay. Oh, I'd be like, or I'm they could pictured just, as a, it's a person who's like, do you want to get stolen That's, today? But yeah, I just feel like you'd read all the paintings make it me, work. and there's like a, sm- a much smaller amount of people that would recognize yes, the painting like, if they even came across them. Is that a Rembrandt? Is that the one? The, the Rembrandt? And you'd be like, no, 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 no. We recreated it. We recreated it. Meanwhile, that's crazy. he's sipping on a Chianti in the back. I think that's pretty crazy that it's never been found in that, like, they have almost no leads on it whatsoever. Yep. Especially when there's, like, eyewitness accounts and like all that yeah. stuff and like this isn't like some db cooper stuff yeah. where like jumped out of a plane into the wilderness and never to be seen, seen again, again. Yeah. this is like they're in boston like that's a big city yeah. where they can't go that many places i mean they can go a lot of places but like it's a city it's not like i'd be just fine vanish? i'd be fine with this as long as a bath loses his job richer you gotta go dick a bath has to lose his job yeah did they say anything about upping security measures after that? No, it just they probably did, but I'm guessing uh, Abaf lost his job and Randy lost his job too. That's crazy. Which is deserved. How do you let that happen? They do look like two greasy Boston cops. Do they though. have? Uh, do they? Did they have? Were they armed security guards? I don't even think they were armed. Oh, the security guards? No, no, no. Which just means like you're under arrest. There's a warrant out for you, and he's like, "Okay, yeah." He's, he's not like, like, "Wait a second, do your thing." I'd be like, and he was. I'd be br- like smashing that button that says, "Get the police here you know right the thing now." Is, there was a glass up, so he had to leave from behind. <laughs> if he would have just stayed behind the glass and be like, "No, there's uh, not." Get someone else here. I want to test this. They'd be like, "Are you fucking kidding me, mate? Are you serious?" Just they, they must have known how dumb. The security guards were. And the fact that he was like, the fact that they're like, nah, this is a robbery, dude. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, I can't keep Everything this up. Everything about it is just weird. Yeah. It's one of those wacky Christmas capers. It wasn't a Christmas caper. I, but still, I still think the weirdest part is that they just were like cutting, cutting the cut shit them out. out. I'm like, what? Those they are did. priceless works of art and they don't, and they're stealing them. Presumably for the value, and they don't even I care. Want to get it off the wall. They probably could took too much. I just understand why they didn't go. Let's go for a different one then that we can. Well, they just took that eagle part of the fucking Napoleon flag because they couldn't get the whole flag off. Yeah, that's they crazy. tried to get the flag. Like, damn, it won't. That's in there. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, be better museums. Like, I have to imagine. Which we just said they had motion sensors in there, like 
if you don't have cameras inside, what the what's the point? Yeah, what's the point of, of a motion sensor? Yeah. You just know someone's in there and you know nothing about them. Yep, yep. It was the nineties. Yeah, I guess that's weird. Wait, did they did it say they took out the cameras? Uh, I don't think they took it out. Or there just there had to have been something about the cameras in there. Or they just they, I have to. There's no way they just didn't have cameras. They had cameras. I know they seen some of the guys on the camera. Well, I think they only seen uh, not the guys, but the them getting arrested or something on the camera. Let me see. Um. Yeah. Oh yeah, they smashed the alarm that they had. So that's why, like, the police never came because the alarm went off. Also, like, if there's $500 million worth of stuff in that that they stole, like, how much value is in that museum? That's even crazier to me. Yeah, way more. And to me, the other thing... It seems like you'd want more than two random guys guarding potentially billions in priceless artwork. And they're like, nah. These guys are okay. We'll pay a minimum wage. The fact, don't give a fuck. the fact that they they said that they were this was a weird flex to me. They were like, "Yeah, you can tell these guys were amateurs because there were like stuff, other things in there that was worth way more than the things they took." Because they were like, "That was five hundred million." I'm like, "But they're like that paint over there is worth five hundred million. They could have just took that alone. They would have been good." The fact that they got two trips off to me. Which is wild. They went back to the car, yeah, come, they, go back in. Like you at that had point, a brew. <laughs> I'm gonna give more things. They had 81 minutes. Cut some more shit out, dude. Cut some more shit out. You're in there at this point. Yeah. I'm gonna keep cutting. To so this point, even leaving. if they find them, they can't be. Yeah, they can't really like arrest. I mean, they might be able to prosecute them. They can press charges, I feel like. But like yeah. Well, since something for the this is a slightly different. This is a, I guess a T is for next week for the D.B. Cooper thing is that one of the parts, but is the statute of limitations for that? And the FBI said that they were just going to extend them. Basically, <laughs> that he'll, they'll prosecute if they ever find D.B. Cooper, that they'll prosecute him at any point. Well, yeah. So that's interesting that they're not like that. They're like, well, but it's I too feel like his was more extreme. I mean, it was domestic terrorism. Yeah, I like guess. he kind of went a little too far. Like he wilded out. He, it wasn't like a just a, oh, we stole some art. Like, we just arrested two guys. I guess, yeah. This was like, here we go, a fucking floor. Jump out of a plane. Ah! And like, yeah, but there's just 500 million. That's <laughs> Yeah, true. I true. Know. I don't know. I don't know. You, well, we'll never know. That's the thing. Unless, you know, one day they find them and we can update you. Interestingly enough, then, like we just teased next week's, next week's episode, which is the start of our D.B. Cooper deep dive, is mm-hmm. also about... Spoiler, which I think everybody knows, about that, a man who yeah. never is caught. He commits a crime and is never caught whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're doubling down on on some crime here. Some unsolved shit. Mm-hmm. It's different from murder for us. Yeah. It's fun. There was no murder in that one. We did some kidnappings last week. And, I, and I'll tell you, in the next one, there's also no murder. Yeah. See? It's been pretty bright. For now. Yeah. Well, we had to get off that Jonestown stuff. Yeah. Lots of murder oh, there. Oh, trust me. The next one I'm going to do, like when I go again, is going to probably be murder. That's fair. It's going to be something about a celebrity being murdered. We had to stay true to ourselves. Yeah. We had to at least get one murder in there so you can get sad and be like, damn, son. You All know? right. You got anything else to say? No. Like, oh, I mean, like we always say. Well, I wanted to say something. Oh, you want to say something? I didn't know if you had to say about that. All right. I just want to say... 
remember guys, uh, if you want to join the club, you can do so by following us on Instagram and Twitter at Tom and Demir. And you can rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're everywhere. Um, and subscribe wherever you are. Um, yeah, let us know. Follow us those places. Um, help the show out. Share it with your friends. And Amir, do you have something else you wanted to say? Man, that whole experience from the start of them, you know, getting in there, breaking in and all that, and doing all that crazy Boston gangster stuff and the experience that this podcast is you can almost say it's 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 they should have doubled the cost to 20 million so it can be a 2020 experience oh that whole thing was fooped <laughs> viciously 